Go ahead and take your Bibles this morning, and I want you to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Friday night, we were uh, on our way home. We went and watched a basketball and volleyball tournament, and we listened to the radio, and we heard about the big terrorist attack uh, that happened in Paris. You know, once again, terrorist attacks. And you know, this, this kind of thing... It's not going away anytime soon. It's going to be happening more and more. And, you know, America's going to get hit too. We've been hit before. We're going to get hit again. And whenever these type of things happen, I know this one was in, you know, this one was in Paris, but whenever these things happen, especially in America, we always try to figure out why did this happen? Why did they do this? Uh, you know, President Bush after 9-11, you know, he got all these groups together and they did all these things trying to figure out why do the terrorists hate us? And I'm going to show you from the Scriptures today exactly why they hate us. And I, I want, I'm going to say some things that you know, nobody run out before I'm done. Okay, Because some of the things I might say might sound crazy. But um, you're going to see they're biblical. They're absolutely true. And what I, the main thing I want to uh, get, get across this morning is basically... If without Christ, okay, our government today, they're trying to leave Christ out of everything. And if we, when we leave Jesus Christ out of the equation, let's just go ahead and say the government's right and, you know, uh, let's just keep Jesus out of everything. Well, if we, if there were no Jesus Christ, the terrorists would be, are the good guys. Okay? Without Christ, without the New Testament, actually the terrorists are the good guys. And we just need to admit that. And I'm going to show you from the Scriptures that if we're just going to leave Christ out of everything, then if you're for that, then you know what? You should be joining up with these groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS. They're the good guys. And the only reason they are not the good guys, I do not believe the terrorists are the good guys today. And the only reason I don't believe they're the good guys is because of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about through the Scriptures. And hopefully this will help you understand where they're coming from and it will hopefully help you understand the only way we can really deal with this problem and be successful. Okay, Our answer for everything is always military. You know, Let's, let's throw tax dollars at them. Let's build them mosques so they'll know that we uh, don't hate them. And that doesn't work one bit. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12 says, Now if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins." Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And right here we have a great passage because even during Paul's time, there was people out there that were preaching about Christ, but they were trying to say He didn't really rise from the dead. 
And Paul says, listen, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, our faith is all in vain. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, we are still in our sins. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, we eventually are going to die and we're going to go to hell. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable because this world isn't very good. This world stinks. This isn't all that there is. We know that there's a heaven, but we know that we're going to go there someday because as Jesus Christ rose from the dead, one of these days He's going to resurrect us from the dead. And Paul's just trying to basically tell them here that if there is no resurrection, this is all vain. All this that we're trying to teach, all this that we're doing, it's completely pointless. We're just we're miserable people. And unfortunately today, Jesus Christ is considered offensive in much of the world and even in our government. They don't like us doing things to specify one God. You know, they people are trying to say that we're all worshiping the same God. Uh, you know, we just have different ways of going about it. But listen, there's only one way to God, and it's through Jesus Christ. And if we leave Christ out of our teaching, there is no salvation. If we leave Christ out of our thinking, of out of our philosophies, nothing works. And I'm going to show you that if we leave Christ out, you know, without Jesus Christ, without the New Testament, I'm going to show you that the terrorists are actually the good guys in the world. Now, you and I know that there, there is the message of Jesus Christ. We know that there is Christ. We know all that teaching. But let's just go ahead and let's try to assume for a minute that the world is right and that you know, Jesus Christ is not the only way to heaven. That Jesus Christ, you know, He's just kind of a myth. Uh, he didn't really rise from the dead. Let's just go ahead and give them that. And then let's see really who's right in the world today. So go to Exodus chapter or Colossians chapter three, verse thirteen. I want to read I got several scriptures that I'm going to be jumping around to, but the Bible says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, even if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. You see that if you have a quarrel against somebody, we're supposed to forgive. Now where did that teaching of forgiveness come from? That teaching of forgiveness it came from Jesus Christ. He was the one that taught that. Because you know what? You're going to have quarrels with people. You're going to have disputes. People are going to do you wrong. And you know what? We've got to forgive. Jesus Christ taught us that. And without Christ, we would not know forgiveness. Look at what Exodus chapter 21, verse 22 says. I believe we looked at this last week. But it says, "...if men strive together and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judge is determined. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe." That's pretty strong there, isn't it? Leviticus 24.19, If a man cause a blemish in his neighbor as he hath done, so shall it be done to him. Breach for breach, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. As he hath caused a blemish in a man, so shall it be done to him again. And he that killeth the beast, he shall restore it. He that killeth the man, he shall be put to death. Ye shall have one manner of law as well for the stranger as for one of your own country, for I am the Lord your God. And then Deuteronomy 19.21 says, and thine eye shall not pity. Okay, why don't we like this eye for eye and tooth for tooth? Why don't we like putting people to death all the time? 
You know why? We, we pity people sometimes, don't we? But you know what it says in Deuteronomy 19.21? Thine eye shall not pity, but life shall go for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Hey, that's the law of God we're reading, folks. That's the Old Testament. And you know what? The Muslim people, their, much of their laws are very similar to Old Testament laws. Much of what they do, their morality is very similar to Old Testament. Their laws, their punishments, they still whip people over in those Muslim countries. They still stone people and they execute people left and right in those Muslim countries just like the Old Testament tells us to do. When I went to Jordan, very pretty much all Muslim country, he was explaining a lot of their laws and customs and things they have and they were very, very similar to the Old Testament law. That's perfect. But yet, we don't do the eye for eye, tooth for tooth, burning for burning, stripe for stripe, do we? Why don't we do that? Because of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 says, And ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. It was Jesus that taught us to just, you know, sometimes you need to let things go. Sometimes you just need to forgive people. When God gave that law in the Old Testament, it was showing, you know, sin has to be paid for. Sin has to be dealt with. And God showed them how it had to be dealt with. And it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And thank God, Jesus Christ came into the world. And what did He do? He paid for sin. Because sin has to be paid for. And now we don't have to do that. If I accidentally do something to you and I knock your tooth out, we don't, you don't have to come and knock my tooth out. Okay? You know, if I do something to blind you, you don't have to come and blind me. Now, while we want to do that sometimes, while that goes according to our nature, thank God we don't have to do it. The eye for an eye is, is and was a good law, but we don't have to go by it today because Jesus paid for sin. And you realize what they do in these Muslim countries, a lot of the people that they kill are people that they're supposed to kill. They're bad people. And I'm going to show you here too that so are we as Americans. We are the bad guys with an Old Testament mindset. We are the bad guys. We are far worse than they are. And they're just doing eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But we know that it's wrong for them to do that to us because we know the teachings of Jesus Christ. And yet the world's saying we don't need to be teaching them Jesus Christ. We don't want to bring up Jesus Christ. And then that same group's trying to figure out how we're going to deal with terrorism. Listen, the only way to deal with terrorists, we've got to teach them that, hey, it's not about eye for an eye you know, and tooth for a tooth. Jesus Christ came into the world. He died for your sins and my sins. He paid for them on the cross. And if we'll accept His gift of salvation, you can be saved. And we don't have to do that. We don't have to go around killing each other. We don't, I mean, because there's going to be stuff that's going to happen. We're going to, have, we're going to have quarrels. But this whole idea of forgiveness, it's something that came from Jesus Christ. It was something that Jesus Christ taught. It's a New Testament thing, not an Old Testament thing. And we, if our government and our world wants to keep the Bible out of everything, keep Jesus Christ out of everything, understand people are going to have more of this Old Testament philosophy. They can't figure out how in the world are these terrorists recruiting Americans to join them. 
You know why? Because these people, they don't know about Christ. And honestly, when you, and I'm going to show you some things too. When you look at things in an Old Testament mindset, if I didn't believe in Jesus Christ, and the, if I didn't know the New Testament, I would probably join them. So you're crazy. You know, well, you're crazy if you don't believe the New Testament. Okay? But, and these people, they don't. They don't know the story of Jesus Christ. And therefore, they're able to recruit them because when we do look at things, when we start doing some comparison, it's clear that America and Americans are the bad guys. See, but at the same time, we believe in redemption, don't we? Now, I don't think anybody in here is going to argue that our country is very wicked. That the people in our country are very wicked. There's a lot of wickedness going on in this country. The people in our neighborhood are living wicked, sinful lives. But why don't we give up on them? Why don't, why don't we just go start killing them? You know why? Because we believe they can be saved, don't we? We believe in redemption. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You know why we don't go around killing everybody that deserves it in this area? Because we believe they can be saved. There are many people, there are adulterers and fornicators all over this area that according to the Old Testament, they should be stoned. But why aren't we stoning them? Because even though they're adulterers and fornicators and liars and thieves and murderers, we believe they can be saved, don't we? We believe that Jesus Christ can save their souls, can forgive their sins, and can turn their life around, and they won't do those things anymore. We believe in redemption, but we only know about redemption because of Jesus Christ. And so if we take Jesus Christ out of the scenario, then what can we do with all these people? Nothing but kill them. I mean, they're, they're making, isn't sin making the world a worse place? Aren't all the STDs and things going around making the world a worse place? Isn't all the, all the sin and stuff that's going on, it's making the world a worse place? Wouldn't the world be better off without them? Without Christ? Yes. But you know what? That's not what we're about. We're about seeing people saved. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, what do they need to repent of? They need to repent of their wicked lifestyles. And they need, they need to be saved. And so we don't, we don't do that. But yet, people are trying to tell us that we need to keep Christ out of everything, but without Christ, okay, if there is no Christ, if the New Testament is not true, then we need to be doing some mass killings. You know, these globalist people have got it right that we need to cut the population down about 90% of where it's at for this world to be able to sustain itself. We just need the mass killings like they want to do. That great culling that they talk about, it needs to happen if there is no Jesus Christ. But we're not looking for that, are we? We're not looking to kill everybody. We don't want to kill everybody. We don't want our friends and our neighbors and our family that are adulterers and are fornicators, we don't want them to die. Why? Because we believe they can be saved. We believe Jesus Christ can save their soul and He can change their life. But they don't, they don't believe in Jesus Christ over there, do they? But the things that they have a problem with us, many of these things are very, they're very legit. 
You know, Hebrews 9, verse 12, it says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood, He entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause, He is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. See, and I know we think sometimes, hey, these sins are not that bad. No, Americans, they don't deserve to die because we don't deserve to die because of our wickedness. But wait a minute. Didn't Jesus have to die because of our sin? Jesus had to die for our sin. That's how bad our sin was. Jesus had to die for it. Yet we think we don't, as Americans, we don't deserve to die for all the sins that are that are going on in our country. Why don't we deserve to die? Really, what is the only reason we don't deserve to be wiped out as a nation with all the wickedness that's going on? Because Jesus paid for our sins. Jesus paid for our sins. That's why we don't deserve to die. And if there was no Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ, if that's not true, then you know what? The terrorists are right in coming for us. The terrorists are right in wanting to destroy us. We deserve to die. But yet we believe there's still hope in America because we believe in the power of the Gospel. We believe in the power of God's Word. So we don't give up. We keep on trying to witness. We keep on trying to make a difference. But the terrorists, what do they see when they look at America? I was watching several videos of just massive, I mean, thousands, multitudes of Muslims in these other countries just chanting, Death to America. They, they hate America. They hate the American people. And, you know, what do they see when they look at this country? You know, one of the things they see? They see a country that kills its own babies. Now, we do. We like to bring it up, and it's legit. We like to bring up the way the Muslims treat women. They treat women pretty bad, don't they? It's, it's terrible the way they treat Women. But we kill babies in the mother's womb. Now, I think you ought to treat women good, but boy, you know, if there's one guy that's mean to his wife and another one that's killing his baby, I say one killing their baby is worse. You see, morally speaking, the Muslims are far more moral than we are as a nation. They, they are. They see a country that kills its babies. They see a country that celebrates perversion. Listen, they see what Hollywood's putting out. They see what's all over the internet. They see what the, you know, the news media says over here. They see, they see our nation, I forgot what group it was, picking Bruce Jenner as woman of the year. Bruce Jenner. Oh, you're not supposed to call her Bruce anymore. You're supposed to call her Caitlin because she's a girl now. No. <laughs> no. And they see that. This, that, and they go tell their people that are far more moral. Them crazy Americans, they turn their men into women. We say we're all about you know women, but we turn women into men. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they look at that with disgust, and rightfully so. They see the way we're promoting all these things. They see that this is a country where men can marry men and women can marry women. And they use it, and their people look at us with disgust. And rightfully so. It's disgusting. We see a country, they see a country that doesn't, of people that don't cover their bodies. 
They see, you know, they see the nakedness and things that go on that's all over the television, that's all over billboards, it's just all over public. They see a country of people that, you know, we pierce ourselves up, we tattoo ourselves up, we make ourselves look like a bunch of freaks. And they see that. And they don't believe in redemption. They see a group of people, there's no hope for those people. Look at those people. They kill their babies. You know, they, they do disgusting, perverted things. They you know, just tear their bodies apart. They don't believe in the sanctity of marriage. They're constantly, you know, marrying, remarrying. They, you know, they're all they're seeing, most of what they're seeing too comes out of Hollywood and New York. You know, with the movies in Hollywood, the news media in New York. They see a country with drunk driving. You know, they in Jordan they don't have drunk driving. You know why? Because over there, if you get caught, if a policeman pulls you over and you're drunk, he will shoot you right there. So they don't have drunk driving. But we do, don't we? You know why? Because we believe in, believe in giving people second chances. We believe, you know, we're, we're kind of forgiving, aren't we? Sometimes to a fault. And Can you imagine they start doing that in this country? Alright, they're going to have you take a breathalyzer test. You fail. No trial. I tell you, it would end drunk driving, wouldn't it? And it works over there. They don't have the problems over there. You know, and I, everybody got real mad at Ahmadinejad when he came to America one time and he said they don't have homosexuality in Iran. And I was like, no. What, what's he think? Well, they don't. You know why? Because if somebody does, they kill them. They throw them from buildings. I mean, they, they just kill them right there. And so, yeah, you know, if, they do, if somebody does have a problem, they're going to keep it real quiet. They're not going to have parades like we do in America. They just they kill them right there. You know, these those Old Testament laws work. Do you think if somebody committed adultery out here and we brought them out in the middle of town, we all started throwing rocks at them until they were dead? Do you think maybe someone else who's thinking about doing the same thing might change their mind? Those things work, don't they? But why aren't we doing that? See, we believe in forgiveness. We believe in redemption. We believe that there's still hope for these people. We know if we were to stone them and kill them right there, they're going to be in hell, and that's not what we want. We want to see, you know, we believe that God can do a work and He can change their life. We have the ability to forgive. Jesus Christ gave us that ability. He showed us how to do it. He gave us that authority to do it as a church. They don't. They see a country that has this stuff all the time. They see a country with the mass shootings that go on all the time. We're constantly hearing about these mass shootings. And it's like, you know, why do these people do this thing? You know why? They don't know about Jesus Christ. They see a country that's wicked. They see a people that's wicked. And so you know what? They do. And they just they look they see everybody as wicked. And you know what? Everybody is wicked. And so they just go and they find the easiest targets in the world because they're cowards. And what are the easiest targets in the world? Places in gun free zones. And that's another subject, but they go to the movie theaters, they go to the schools, they go where people are helpless, and they just open fire on them. And you know, and you've got these Muslim people, they figure the world's going to be better off if I strap a bomb to myself and I take out some infidels with me. And why wouldn't you think that if, unless you know about Jesus Christ? And we think we're going to fix this problem by keeping Jesus Christ out of everything, it's not going to work. They see a country when they look at us that's filthy rich while we're just lazy and immoral. You know, the people over in those countries, they're not real blessed. Remember, you might remember the verse in the Old Testament, 
The Bible says, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. And what he meant by that is God was good to the people of Jacob. He was good to the people of Israel. He gave them a good land. But the people of Esau, the people who are of the Muslim people today, their countries, those aren't good countries. They're not prosperous countries. If it wasn't for oil, they really wouldn't have anything. And then even though there is a lot of money going there to oil, it's all going to the dictators and it's all going to the leaders. While the common people over there are dirt poor, you know, they, they live like animals, many of them. And they look at us in America that's just blessed beyond belief today. And what do we do with the blessings that we have? You know, we waste them. You know, we throw it away. You know, we, you know, the, we have a pornography industry that just makes billions and billions of dollars. And then while we're spending all this money on pornography and just all the junk on television and just all the foolishness, the drugs, the alcohol, they see us over here and they, on the news media, all these people wanting more, complaining for more, wanting the government to give them more. And they look at us with just contempt and disgust. You know why? Because we are a pretty disgusting country. But listen, just because people are lazy, just because people are moral, we don't go around killing them. But there's only one reason. It's because we believe in the Gospel. We believe in the power of the cross. We believe that Jesus Christ could save them and so we don't, but they don't have that. And we're not allowed to tell them about it. You know, that's offensive if you do that. There was there is a uh one of the bishops, I forgot what religion it was, over in Germany, who was one of the high ranking officials who happens to be a lesbian in the church, when all since all these migrants are coming into Germany, she was saying they need to take the crosses off their churches because they don't want to offend the Muslims. Do you realize because they don't know about the cross, because they don't know about Jesus Christ, that's why they want to kill us? And she's saying, we, no, we can't, no, we've got to show them the cross. We've got to show them Jesus Christ. That's the only possible way we can win them over. So, like, oh, Brother Tom, if you go over there and you tell them about Jesus, they're probably going to kill you. Well, they're going to do it either way. Alright? But maybe if I get, a, get the message across to them, then they won't anymore. But if I just leave Jesus out of it, it's not going to work. You know, building them mosques, mosques isn't going to work. Letting them have prayer services in Christian churches like we do in America sometimes, that's not going to work. Those things do not work. They need to know about Jesus Christ. We've got to spread the gospel. That's the only thing that can fix it. But when they look at Americans, they see Americans there as people that have all these problems that we talk about, and and they do. They look at all Americans as the same. You know, this is a country that celebrates perversion, that kills their babies, and then it's Americans, soldiers, that come into their countries. Now, what else are they going to think about it? That, oh, well, we're we're coming over there because we're sticking up for the women's rights in these countries. They're going to, they're going to say, yeah, right. You kill your babies over there. You let your women run around half naked. You let your women marry women. You have no respect for women in your country. You're no better than we are. Yeah, we might rough ours up a little bit, but you all drug yours up all the time. You, you know, you don't take care of them. You, you know, there's all that you got all these mothers raising kids while there's these deadbeat dads that don't take care of them. They're not going to listen to us. Okay, you, don't you hate it? I mean, wouldn't you hate it if somebody came up to you? And tried to get on to you about your diet when they weighed 100 pounds more than you did, you'd probably take offense to that. I can't believe you're eating that food. You know that's going to make you fat? Well, buddy, you're 100 pounds more than I am. 
What are you doing talking? And that's what it's like when Americans go into these countries trying to spread democracy. That's what Bush said. We need to spread democracy. But he thought we can spread democracy without spreading the Gospel of Christ. It's not going to work. You can't have a government like we have over here without Christ in the Bible. You cannot. Our Constitution, our laws as they were written were for a God-fearing people that believe the Bible and our laws and things aren't working anymore because our people aren't God-fearing because they don't believe the Bible. And as we get farther and farther away from the Scriptures, from the message of Jesus Christ, our way of government is not going to work. And our government, we could go give them every one of our laws, our Constitution, we could give them every bit of that. It will not work in that country. Why? Because they don't have Jesus Christ. And it will not work in our country if we don't have Jesus Christ. You cannot leave Him out. See, much of what we're trying to bring to these countries, it's only going to bring about their swift destruction. Look at Leviticus chapter 18, verse 20. Look at what Leviticus chapter 18, verse 20 says. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her. That goes on quite a bit in this country. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Moloch. Neither shalt thou profane the name of the Lord. I am the Lord. The Lord thy God, I am the Lord. The only difference between abortion now and the abortion back then, we kill them in the womb. They didn't have that ability back then. They killed them after they came out of the womb. They had abortion back then too. Verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. You see, the type of morality that we have in our country, it will destroy us as a country. And we're going over into these other countries and telling them, you need to have democracy like we do. So what does that mean to them? Does that mean we've got to let men marry men and women marry women? Does that mean we've got to let our women kill their babies if they want to do it? You realize a lot of what we are doing over here right now, the way we're going as a country, it is going to bring about our destruction. And especially in that Old Testament mindset. And that's the mindset they have. And that's what they see us trying to bring over there. And I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to say they're the good guys and Americans are the bad guys. But listen, without Jesus Christ, and we think that we can go over there and spread democracy, but we wouldn't dare try to spread our religion over there. Well, that would be offensive to those people. I mean, we had to listen to Bush all the time talk about the great religion of Islam, the great, you know, peaceful religion. We hear them say that all the time. Like, no, it's not great. If they follow that, they need to continue killing infidels. Okay? If we just go by the Old Testament, we need to kill adulterers. All right, we need to be stoning them. We need to be we need to be killing all these people. There's gonna be a lot of stoning going on. There's gonna be a lot of bloodshed needs to be going on. If we're gonna have an Old Testament mindset, there are many places in this country, maybe this whole country, that the Lord just needs to rain fire and brimstone down on. But he doesn't. And we don't have to do that. And there's only one reason, and it's because the blood of Jesus Christ has paid for our sins. 
He's paid for the sins of the whole world. These people can still be saved. Americans can still be saved. And so we don't want to kill them. One of these days, you know, they're going to run out of time. You know, the Lord, He's not slack concerning His promise. Some men count slackness. But His long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord, it's going to come as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord is going to come and then God's going to deal with sin. All those who did not get their sins taken care of and accept the payment that Jesus Christ made on Calvary, those people are all going to suffer God's wrath on this earth. Thank God we're not going to be here when God pours His wrath out on this earth. But it is coming. And because that's what... That's what the wicked deserve. That's what the sinful deserve. And you know what? And such were some of you. Many of you, there's things that you've done in your past that according to Old Testament law, you should be stoned. You should be dead for what you've done. But you're not dead today, are you? We're not trying to kill you. You're a member of a Baptist church today. You're being used of God today. Why? What happened? What changed? There was redemption There was forgiveness. Where did it come from? It all came from Jesus Christ. And so we've got to stop wasting our time trying to spread these things in other countries without Christ. We can't spread liberty without Christ. Liberty is not an American thing. It's a Bible thing. It's a Christian thing. It comes from Christ. We cannot fight racism without Christ. We can't do that. It's Jesus Christ that brings peace on earth and goodwill toward men. As long as we keep Christ out of everything, we're going to continue to have racial problems. The racial, the racial problems going on in this country are going to continue to get worse as we leave Christ out of everything. It's getting out of control in the schools. Why is it so bad in the colleges right now? You know why it's so bad in the colleges? It's because you can't find you can't find a cross in that college. You can't find Jesus Christ anywhere in that place. If He gets mentioned in that place, there's going to be an uproar and they can't figure out why there's all this racism going on. You know why? Because we're not for Christ. You know, we wouldn't know to be accepting to other people and to be loving towards other people and to be forgiving towards other people. We're not going to end this stuff without Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. Listen, did electing a black president help racism get better in this country? No. Have Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson done a thing to help racism in this country? No. It's just getting worse, isn't it? You know why? Because we're taking Christ away more and more. If we want racism to get better, we need to spread the message of Jesus Christ. We cannot end violence in the world without Christ. Without Christ, we have no hope. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Maybe that's why they want to blow themselves up. You know, if I lived the way they did, if I believed the way I did, you know what? I'd be fine with just blowing myself up and going to paradise. I mean, who wants to live out in a desert amongst them crazy people or who knows when you get out of line, you're going to get tortured, they're going to beat you, they're going to you know, do horrible things to your wife and kids. And if I can just go and blow up a bunch of infidels with myself and get paradise, bring it on. They're going to have a tough time with that in America because we're a lot more blessed over here. But yeah, without Christ, you're going to be miserable. Titus chapter 2. And verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. 
See, Jesus Christ, the grace of God, salvation, it teaches us some things. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Did you let no man despise thee? Sadly, today, Christian people were listening to the media so much that we're starting to believe it's time for Christians to start quieting down. We're letting them convince us that we are the cause of all the racism. We're the cause of all the hatred and all the problems. We're telling, you know, we're being convinced that maybe we need to be a little more tolerant. But unfortunately, our silence and our acceptance of sin and perversion is the real reason problems are worse in America today than ever. And we will only contribute to America, America's destruction if we're silent about Jesus Christ. More than ever, we need to be working to spread the Gospel to the world because Jesus Christ is the only one that can make the difference. These things speak, rebuke with all authority. That's the only thing that's going to fix this, folks. Jesus Christ. They hate us because they have an Old Testament mindset. The Muslim people are far more moral than we are. With an Old Testament mindset, we do deserve to die. We deserve to be blown up. We deserve for them to come in here today, one to come up, scream Allahu Akbar, and blow us up if it's not if there's no Jesus Christ. The only reason we don't deserve that today and shouldn't get that is because Jesus Christ paid for our sins. He forgave us. He has redeemed us. And He's changed our He's changed our life. He's the only thing that can fix these problems in the world. There is no politician that is going to be able to fix the problems with the racism, with the terrorists, that's going to leave Jesus Christ out of this. We can go, we can take the military over there and do whatever we want, but if we don't send some missionaries over there too, we're not going to fix a single thing. Jesus Christ is the only answer. And if we're just going to accept this idea that you know Jesus Christ isn't important, let's leave Him out, then you know what? Okay, according to that mentality, the terrorists are right. They're the good guys. We're the bad guys. But the truth is, we're not the bad guys today, and they are only because of Jesus Christ. So that's the message that we've got to spread. I don't hear any of our politicians talking about that. I've been watching the debates and stuff. Whenever they're talking about dealing with ISIS, I haven't heard of any of them mention missionaries. I haven't heard any of them mentioning ways we can get the Gospel over there. Can you imagine what the news media would do if one said that? They'd be done for. But that's the only thing that's going to work. Trump wanted to just you know, bomb them to death. It's not going to work. There's too many of them. You know, Obama wanted to do nothing. That's not going to work. <laughs> it's our, our politicians, they have no clue what they're doing. Jesus Christ, He's the answer. We've got to find a way to get the Gospel to these people. That's what will make the difference. So with that, let's all stand together.